If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, Ruben. Hi, Teddy. You mean award-winning podcaster, Teddy? Yeah, award-winning <laughs> podcaster, Teddy. Hi, Ruben. Have you ever been scammed before? No. So I don't know if a lot of you are a little bit too young to remember, but there used to be this scam and it was called the Nigerian Prince Scam. Uh, yeah, I think I remember that. And how does the Nigerian prince scam work? Like, what is this? So it starts with you receiving an email from a Nigerian prince in your Hotmail or your Gmail or whatever account, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know how a Nigerian prince managed to get your email, but I am very sure it's when you signed up for that very shady website, you know, Cornhub, the corn. corn. <laughs> or when you bought that dubious thing from wherever. But anyway, that's not the point. The point is that the Nigerian prince recently inherited a large amount of money from his late father, the Nigerian king, or something like that. Okay. And this sum of money is being held by the Nigerian government. Or replace that with South African government or Zambian government or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he needs your help. He needs your help to pay off some greedy, greedy lawyers. Oh, so greedy. <laughs> uh, so he can get his, I don't know, like $20 million, which feels a little bit low for a Nigerian prince, okay? Okay. And all he needs from you, all he needs is just a bit of money, just about... $20,000 and once he paid off his greedy lawyers your prince would be more than happy to split the $20 million with you so that's $10 million for the low low price of $20,000 as a loan as a loan okay why would he reach out to you though <laughs> why wouldn't he reach out to somebody in Nigeria random person with random hotmail account yeah Alright, so that's the Nigerian prince scam so what happens is you transfer your money and he disappears. There's another scam that was quite common, I believe, in the 2000s and in the 2010s. And to be honest, the reason why I know this is because I used to watch a lot of Dr. Phil. Like, I used to watch a unhealthy amount of Dr. Phil. Okay. And a lot of these victims, they used to have, like, massive segments on Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil had, like, his scam moment. Okay. All right, now, usually how this works is that the scammers, they'll go on Facebook and they'll use, like, a, some sort of catfish photo of a handsome, older white man, you know, so it's a bit more legit. Right. And then they, they'll seduce these lonely old women on Facebook. And usually they'll be working somewhere exotic, somewhere like South Africa. 
and there'll be like an oil miner or an, uh, a natural gas executive or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they'll try to get on call, but they never show their face, whether it's on Skype or it's on FaceTime. And in a couple of months, they are proposing to their victims, telling them how much they love them and how much they want to be with them. And they will definitely be able to fly over for Christmas or Thanksgiving or Valentine's Day. But what happens is that they end up arrested by the corrupt government and they end up in some sort of accident or their child ends up getting sick. Mm. And you never end up meeting the person, but you empty most of your bank account for this imaginary what-if person. Sounds like the Tinder swindler. (laughs) Except he turned up, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And you think, right, that by now, most people would be over these kind of scams, right? Yeah. But apparently this one in particular is still pretty common today. That's why you see all the police ads in the MRTs, you know, like... The love scams. Yeah, love scams. Watch out for love scams. I don't know about you... But every day I wake up and when I look at my telegram, yeah. <laughs> hey, somebody offering me a job, work from home, 200 to $500 a day, easy. Yeah, I think yeah, I've gotten a few of those. Yeah, this is like, if not every week, almost every day, clockwork. There's somebody sliding in. Mm-hmm. All right? And it's crazy how many people are doing this. And you know, the thing is that if you reply, they reply too. It's cr- it's, they push. That's true. I like to mess with them though. <laughs> so I'll reply with like some weird counter. Yeah, so... Oh, I don't want a job. Why don't I give you a job? <laughs> <laughs> no, so whenever they put uh, me in an investment group, I start flooding it with stickers, like right. nonsense telegram stickers. Anyway, let me explain to you this Generation 2 scams. I mean, we don't fall for the scams, but like, imagine if you're somebody who who fell into the scam, this is how it works, alright? This is the telegram scam? Yeah, the telegram scam. Okay. Alright, so you're like, okay, you know what? I'm a student, or I'm a stay-at-home mom, or I'm like an older person. These are the vulnerable groups that they're trying to hit. Yes. And so you reply to the message. You're like, yes, yes, yes. I want this great work-from-home opportunity. Alright. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, this is a very good opportunity. All you need to do is to buy this product from this shady-ass website, and then you need to review the product. So initially, if it's like a $10 product, like a fan or something... Mm. Or like a lamp And then you review the product You you write out your product You click the buttons And then they'll transfer you A bit of money On top of the $10 Like $12 Okay Alright so at first They will transfer you Back the money Right And then The amount that you need to pay To get the products to review It gets higher and higher So like Instead of reviewing Like a $10 Taobao fan You're suddenly reviewing Like a $100 pair of shoes Or like a $1,000 TV Or okay. some shit like that But like the product Never, never really has any value Right Right. Because at some point, they will stop returning your money. At first, they give you your money back. So you're like, okay, okay, this is legit. But at some point, you buy this $1,000 shady-ass product off their website. Right. And they just don't transfer you back the money. And they tell you, oh, because you're on this higher L2, L3 tier, you need to like reach this minimum sum or like review 10 products or something to mm. get your money back and you end up spending like 20, 30,000, I've heard. You like, get the product? Yeah, but I assume it's some shitty product. Or sometimes you don't even get the product at all. Oh, Well, that's interesting then. So maybe what I should do next time is when they email me these things, I should do the first product and then <laughs> and stop. And then like the next person, I'll do the first product. Hopefully it's the same person. Then I just yeah. scam them of all their first product profits. Uh, apparently there's <laughs> this, Um, I read this Reddit thread. This guy, he, that's what he did. He, he got it up to like... 
200, 300, 400 dollars. And then he was like, all right, no more. Right. <laughs> then you go to the Suck next it. one. <laughs> and they got so mad. They yeah, started like raging. That's what you get for trying to scam people. Yeah. Now, this one is new. This one I haven't heard of until recently when I was researching this particular case. Imagine you're very lonely. Very, very lonely. Okay. Which you are not. No. Because I am here. <laughs> <laughs> and... You are single and ready to mingle. So you go on Tinder, Hinge, or Coffee Meets Bagel, or apparently OkCupid is now a thing. Okay. Yes. And honestly, the only thing you're trying to do is find love. Or get late, you know, one or the other. Okay. So what's the worst that can happen? You get rejected. Or maybe the hot girl or guy is actually married and they're trying to sell you insurance on Tinder. Okay. <laughs> it's sure. like the worst that can happen, right? Right. So, there's actually a couple of outcomes in the scam world of dating. Mm -hmm. The first one is that you end up doing some sexy, sexy video chatting with your date before meeting them in real life. And who can blame you? They're very attractive. Okay. And then suddenly, the person that you thought you were in love with or at least in last with, they're threatening to leak your sexy, sexy videos to the internet, to your family, to your friends, your employers, unless you pay them. Right. Yeah. I think I've heard of this on some court cases also. Yeah, and this usually hits the younger crowd. Okay. Yeah, usually the victims of these are they're, they're much younger. and Or maybe you're not into that. You know better than to do online sexy time. Online sexy time is dangerous. And you're really there to build a relationship that will last. You're, you're dating to marry. Mm -hmm. Okay? And so, like, maybe, like, apparently, according to the data, in, in about two weeks, in about 15 days, you manage to find V1, capital O-N-E. Perfect. Gonna be a forever. In three days? Two weeks. Two weeks. Alright. Baby, Papa. We need money for our resale or BTO or EC or condo or oh, oh damn landed. Okay. And then be like, baby, don't worry about it. I know this coin that will explode to right. the moon. Or like, why don't we buy some Bitcoin? And instead of buying it from a regular platform, which is also still like kind of like up in the air, mm. why not buy it from this China platform that I know that it's very reliable or if not a China platform, just this 2BSS platform. Right. I don't okay. know why. Yeah. So in your head, you're not being scammed. You're not giving away money for nothing. You're not giving money directly to the person. You're putting it on a platform. Mm. All right. And even if this relationship doesn't work out, that means that you have a solid investment still, right? Right. Until they ghost <laughs> you and you never get your money back from that platform. And this particular scam apparently is such a big issue according to like the international agencies monitoring this. This is called pig butchering. Pig butchering. Pig butchering. That's Why, the name who, of this scam. Who's the pig that's being butchered? You. You who gave it your money like to the platform. It's way of naming the thing. <laughs> naming a victim, victims. right? Yeah. Hi, I'm Teddy. And I'm Ruben. And welcome to A Briefcase. That was a very long introduction. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it's like half the show. Today, we're investigating the world of sex, scams, and slavery. Today, we're looking at some Cambodian cybercrime. For a very brief period of time, I think you might remember this. I was addicted to watching those YouTube videos 
where someone will receive a call from like fake IT support or call into a fake IT support number and harass these Indian call center scammers. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Isn't it like this one guy who I don't know, he scams the scammers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll go in and, and they'll like reverse hack and like just yeah. wipe their database and stuff like that. Okay, and if the videos are true, which some of them might be and some of them might not be, right? Sometimes they even work with the police to collect evidence to shut down these scam centers. Mm-hmm. And the the thing is that these call center guys, or at least the ones that they post on YouTube, they're pretty dicky, yeah? like assholes. So you don't really feel too bad for them. Sure, yeah, you know, like, because the moment they realize who's on the phone, they start, like, cussing out, cussing them out. That's the thing. This isn't, apparently, this isn't really the reality for a lot of the scammers, quote-unquote scammers, especially for the ones that we receive specifically in Singapore. So, there's a lot of reported cases of specific people from Forbes, on Nikkei Asia, from a ton of reputable sources, but... The victims also come from all over Southeast Asia, from Thailand, from Vietnam, whatever. All right, so so it's a bit hard to explain. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start from the job. Okay. All right. So we are going through a tech winter. Yep. Everybody's getting fired. I hope I don't get fired. Twitter RIP. <laughs> oh no! Even Carousel. All right. So anyway, I hope everyone's doing okay. I hope. I hope you're all holding on to your tech jobs. So maybe you're a bit younger or maybe you've never worked in the industry before. So you see a posting, you're like, okay, I want to break into tech. You see a posting. Mm -hmm. It's not too complicated. It's like um, admin, office administrator. You just need a reasonable grasp of English or Chinese. So, you know, like there's a lot of like tech adjacent roles, office managers, things like that. Right, HR. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. So you're like, okay, 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 not bad. Good, good, good. Yeah, or maybe if it's even something quite techy, like sales, like tech sales is quite techy. Or, well, I guess, yeah. Yeah, or like yeah. engineer, software engineer. Yeah, that's very techy. That's a different level. <laughs> in sales, you can't put sales and engineer on the same yeah. techy level. <laughs> Alright, okay, so, but you're like, okay, you know what? This looks reasonable and the pay looks reasonable. The company will cover your transport and relocation costs, right. which is quite like expected, especially if you're working for a reputable tech company, right? Mm. Alright, so you're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. And you interview for it and you get it. Wow, what a surprise. And then you you get there, you get to your mysterious location, usually Cambodia. You're ready for your new life with your sweet, sweet expat package. The moment you land, they take your passports and then you go into your quote-unquote office, your training centre. Why is there barbed wire on the training centre? Why? And suddenly you realize that you're being trained on how to scam people, how to get them to like you, how to gain their trust in 15 days or less. That's your KPI. Alright, and so you don't like this, you can leave. That's what the company says. You don't like this, you can leave. Yep. But you just have to pay back the $5,000, $10,000 that they spent getting you into Cambodia, arranging the flights, this and that. Mm-hmm. But no, it's also a sliding scale. So if you're like from a farm in the middle of nowhere, they're like, okay, 5000 5000 is enough. Right. But if you were like chatting to the recruiter, you're like, yeah, yeah, my family owns a restaurant in Thailand or like my family owns like a car dealership. Okay. Suddenly the cost to bring you over is like 15000 20000 first class from Thailand to Cambodia. <laughs> Even then wouldn't be so expensive, I think. Yeah. So now, what if you can't afford it? What if you don't want to do it? You don't want to like spend your days scamming people. Right. They send you to another floor. The walls are very thin. Okay. You're beaten. 
you're electrocuted. Okay. You're basically tortured until you're willing to scam people. Right. Why, why can't they recruit these people from Cambodia? Why do they need to pay to bring them in from... Because they want people who can like speak English and Chinese really well. So the managers of these kind of places, the manager, quote-unquote manager, they don't run away because they carry guns, they carry lasers... Lasers. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> okay, so... is hiding some stuff, huh? According to, like, some case studies, the conditions are insane. So, you have two laptops right. and five phones. Okay. And every day, you're just pe- sending out messages. You're just sprinkling, hello, I have a great opportunity working from home. Hello, you're very handsome. Just, like, all your tech in front of you. Okay. Yeah. And Man, somebody should find out how to escape and just steal all the stuff. <laughs> all the handphones and the laptops and then like, make a profit and then go back home. <laughs> right. But if you try to run though, there's gates, right. barbed wire. And during the raids, the police even found handcuffs. So some of in some of these factories, you're like handcuffed to your desk. Okay. All right. Anyway, we're not done. This is a quote-unquote job and you have sales targets so you have to earn at least 300 million dong that's about like 12.5 thousand american dollars a month yeah and if you don't that's quote-unquote added to your debt and you'll be punished okay and if you aren't meeting the mark you'll be sold again and again and you don't know who you're being sold to or what you'll need to do next Alright. Um, okay. And generally, they spend 14 to 16 hours a day working. So your food's actually brought to the table. And you can't spend more than 10 minutes in the bathroom or your non-existent pay is cut even more. Right. So this is basically modern-day human trafficking. You know what? Slavery. Right. Yeah. What's strange about this is, why not when they bring them in and then they're in this fortified prison thing? Yeah. Why do they still keep up this pretense? Why not just say, okay, look, you're my prisoner now. Do this <laughs> shit. What's the point of all this like nonsense, like pretending they're going to pay themselves? So just look, there's a gun to your head now. <laughs> Make the calls. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, so so if you you were a slave at Ruben, you'd be like, all right, here but, we are. No, this I mean, is what it is. Yeah, I mean, like, why bother doing all these things? Like, it's su- super complicated. Like, they come in, you're like, okay, too bad, we, we conned you. <laughs> 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 this is the situation. You know, you're not getting out, we'll kill you if you don't do it. Go and do your stupid job now. We're not going to pay you anything. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Isn't it much easier? Well, I guess the people who are conning these other people to con people want to feel like they're, like, good people and they're offering opportunities for employment. <laughs> What? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Okay. <laughs> now we're gonna take a moment and talk about Cambodia and maybe why this kind of thing can happen there, right? Okay. Our uh, ASEAN neighbor, are they in ASEAN? Maybe I don't know. So the current leader of Cambodia is Prime Minister Hun Sen. So I might be pronouncing it wrong, but right. it's spelled H-U-N-S-E-N. And he promised that he would rule until he's seventy-four. So you know, you don't really get a choice in this he will rule until he's 74 okay and he previously according to wikipedia maybe i'm interpreting this wrong he used to be part of the Khmer rule is that correct Khmer rouge and this is a party that was known for violation of human rights genocide fields of blood at some point we probably should do a deeper dive on this i kind of visited some of the sites when i went to cambodia yeah. It's quite horrible. There's like 
cows in like yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah, so it's a really shady party and this is somebody who used to be quote unquote used to be part of it. Mm. It's previous evolution. And so he's basically considered by some people as maybe a dictator, you know, in some people's opinions. And out of 180 countries, Cambodia ranks 157 of the Corruption Perception Index. So maybe they're not doing too well on that either. So these factories are generally owned by Chinese gangsters. And this is the new, their new thing. So like gangsters used to do drugs, they used to do brothels, they used to do, well, like intimidation and protection money, right? Right. But scams are the new big money thing. Okay. And if people manage to escape, they can't run to the police because the police are bought by the gangsters. Mm. And so there was even a video that went viral sometime back. And in one of these scam factories, the male workers, they put together Molotov cocktails to like set fire to the factories. Mm. And you can see the survivors just running out and like guards with metal rods just running after them, just hitting them. Because oh. I think they didn't dare to use the gun so openly, right? Right. And after that, they, the people running out, they dive into the Bindi River at the Cambodia-Vietnam border and they swim to escape. And the thing is that not all of them could swim. So this is how desperate that they were. Mm. And apparently a 16-year-old boy, he actually died during the oh escape. Dear. Yeah, and the thing is that for the people who managed to make it back, well, that's the thing. Some some of the, way, the ways that they were treated is a bit shady because I guess the government of those countries do see it as, yeah, you spend months, maybe even years scamming people. Mm. And so they run away from the scam factory into your domestic prison. Right. It's a bit abrupt, but there's not really a satisfying end to this. Yeah, you should get some supranational body involved to go in and... Like, shut this shut down, this right? Down and free all the people. But I guess it's tough when you have a corrupt... Government. Yeah, they might not let you in. And know. essentially like a dictatorship. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite so anyway, scam for factories are popping up and they are targeting everyone to scam for them and to be scammed. So I guess just a PSA to stay safe out there. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of A Briefcase Podcast and thank you for being on the show, Ruben. Thanks, Teddy. You mean award-winning award podcast, Teddy. Teddy. So I was like super surprised. So I think the category that we won, and that's to all of you listeners there who enabled this win as well, the category that we, the collective we, ABC BBs, <laughs> ABC Papaos, okay. have won is 2022 Asia Podcast Awards Best Comedy, Entertainment or Lifestyle Podcast. So I your entertainment I think, I'm entertainment I think they edutainment it's like oh maybe do you, do you enjoy my panel as well Ruben oh yeah it's really good very informative props <laughs> to Carl from Hantu well. yeah, bless good. bless Carl from Ghost Maps for sharing the spotlight ooh yeah I was wearing this um, plague doctor mask and when I got off stage and went to the back room to take it off, 
like the mask was latex, right? So the sweat just the sweat and the steam just kind of dripped down into the <laughs> beak really and I poured it out. Yeah. What a what a delightful event, Asia Podcast Festival. I yeah. guess. Well done to all the organizers. Well done to all the organizers. Like Gabe and Audio Technica. I'm still waiting on my mic. <laughs> <laughs> so waiting for that for sweet sponsorship. Sweet, sweet sponsorship. Oh, and also, I forgot. Thank you to everyone who tagged me in your Spotify wrapped. Oh, yes. There's so many people. What a privilege to be in your top five podcasts. Very, very nice. Yes. Keep on tagging me on Instagram at a briefcase podcast. And as always, find me online at a briefcasepodcast.com. And do join us next week for... Another Briefcase. 